Good morning and welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I say good morning, depending on when you're listening to it. Yeah. Could be any time of day if you listen to our podcast. But this is Chad Russell of of, uh, well, of Solid Steps Radio. I'm sitting across <laughs> from Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And uh, we want to welcome you to our show. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is a show for men, by men, talking about man stuff, solid steps. We believe on, on Solid Steps Radio that you were made with a purpose in the image of God to walk as God intended you to walk as a man. And we want to help you take solid steps walking uh, in that yeah, journey. That's right? exactly right. And hey, uh, speaking of purpose, brother. Um, you, you, Good segue. You, you, yeah. you, you mentioned purpose there, and yes, we're going to right. talk about that today. And we got okay. we got a couple guests in here today that's going to help us. Uh, hopefully, they're going to share their story. But I got a couple questions for you. Okay. So when we think of purpose, All right. Biblically, yeah. What would, if, oh. if you had to summarize <laughs> Moses in the Old Testament? What was his purpose in life? Ooh, well, well, I mean, the biggest purpose was to take the Israelites out of, lead them out of captivity into the Promised Land, right? That was, yep, lead the, them out you, of Egypt. Yeah, you give me that blank stare, like no, I was no, the wrong no, answer. I'm just, okay. uh, no, I'm right. just, so then, uh, what about Joshua? If you think about Joshua he in, the, the, he, in the Old Testament, I would say he picked up where. Moses left off. Moses couldn't go into the promised land. Joshua says, okay, I'm going to take you across the, the border into the promised land. Uh, and, and Out of the and, desert, and, and right? Do, and do battle, and you, you, yep, take it over. Right. Uh, if, I had, if I asked you a question about purpose for Jonah. What Jonah. Was, what was Jonah's purpose? Get out of the whale. A fish. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so to go to Nineveh, God said, hey, Jonah. I need you to go to Nineveh, and he said, "Nope, I'm going the other direction." And he ended up in the fish. And so, yes, to go to be and tell the people of Nineveh, repent, and, repent, and, and turn towards God. Yeah, when you when you when you read the Bible, I mean, there's just all these people who really lived. I mean, and Jonah didn't do it perfectly. Obviously, right. he disobeyed for a while. But you know, when we look at biblically, there's this opportunity for all of us to live with purpose with meaning. When you think about the Apostle Paul, he was to be a preacher, an evangelist to the Gentiles. He preached to the Jews too, but uh, primarily went to the Gentiles. And so we got this couple, um, and actually this is a show for men by men, but we've got a lady in here. This is our third time, I think. The first show we had a, a, right. a married couple in. Yep. Then we had my wife and a couple other ladies in on, on one Valentine. episode. It was, yeah. it was on marriage. And I think, if my memory serves correct, this is our third show with a uh, with a female. So we have the Riggles with, with lady. us. We have David and Michaela Riggle. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. Them. We need to signify up front, this is a father-daughter. Yes, <laughs> not a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the reason why we, I wanted to bring you, you both in is because I, when I think about people who live purposefully and live intentionally... I think of the Riggle family, and uh, not not That's you sweet. know not not perfectly, but you guys have lived. So uh, let's let's just talk about uh, a little bit, David. You guys, uh, you and Emlyn, been married how long? Twenty one years. Twenty one years, and uh, tell us about your kids. Uh, I have three awesome kids. Uh, Michaela's our oldest, and uh, she is nineteen. Dawson is our second, and he is seventeen. And our youngest is Evan, and he is sixteen. Just pack them all in there. Yeah, again, she's had four in diapers at one time, including me. <laughs> oh that's, a, that's, a, that's another show. Oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, another we'll, show. we'll save that for another show. <laughs> so, and uh, uh, David, you 
Now, right out of high school, you started. What you lived? Uh, you you were doing what? Uh, coming out of high school, I was um, barely surviving, uh, getting out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I got into the. Uh, I followed my dad and his father into the piping trades as a pipe fitter, and uh, got in very young and and had a had a great career. You did that for how many years? Uh, about twenty six years. Twenty six years. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, you, but you've been away for it for a little while. Yeah, about five years. Uh, God kind of called me out and called me into something else. It was kind of a, a scary step, but here we are. Here we are. And and uh, I mean, your whole your 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 whole family is really kind of all tied into this, because something happened. You know, I mean, part of what you left the, the pipe fitting was because of your your youngest son. Yes. Uh, just he has he has autism and uh um he was vaccine injured as a young boy and at one year of age so we've had about 15 years of dealing with the life of autism and uh insurance doesn't cover autism and it's very expensive and so uh i had a good living had a good job but i knew if i was going to really do some special things for him to uh, try to help him in this it was going to take more money than what we had so uh, started a personal business to try to make that happen. And uh, in in the process of all of that, what has God been teaching you? Oh gosh, this show's not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's really taught me how to. Uh, I, I say this has probably been the, the biggest theme of our life in the last three or four years is uh, to uh, to live missionally, to jettison excess baggage, and uh, and to get streamlined and to figure out what god's plan is for our life and to get on it because time's time is ticking we're to number our days we're to we are to be prepared to uh you know we're just a passing through so we're supposed to let our light shine be effective efficient make the most of every opportunity that's what the bible says and uh so so back in uh when evan was diagnosed with autism michaela how old were you i was about three years old three years old and uh, listeners if you you might be familiar a little bit with Michaela Michaela you did uh, God was doing some purposeful uh, laying some things on your heart absolutely absolutely tell us a little bit about that Um, well when I was about 10 years old Evan was I guess around seven years old and he was the first patient at Cosair Children's Hospital to get an experimental treatment uh, called glutathione done and it's just an IV treatment, but it was really one of the first ones to help him significantly. And so after the hospital saw improvement in Evan, they wanted to give it to a few more patients with autism, see how they responded, or if, see if it was just a fluke with Evan. Well, they gave it to three other patients with autism, and they also significantly improved. So then they wanted to do a study on this treatment with 50 kids with autism, and it was going to cost around $200,000 that they didn't have at the time. But because of the improvement I saw in my brother and how much it helped our family and how much better he was at school and more cooperative, um, I wanted 50 other families to be able to experience that as soon as they could. And so um, I had $7.35 in my piggy bank. Uh, yeah, real, real good. Uh, earning for a 10 year old but um, I gave it to my mom one day and I said it's not enough for the study but it's a start and I'm gonna raise the rest and um, she graciously took it I still remember uh, the day when I did that and she she took it but I could tell that like 
she wasn't saying it, but she was like, you don't know how much $200,000 is. This is a cute idea. Um, but so yeah, she took it and I, and I just continued on and uh, started making and selling beaded bracelets to family, friends. They took it to coworkers and we went to festivals and everything like that. Well, through a long journey of six months, you know, really long journey. Um, God for, a, for a 10 year old. For a 10 year old, yes. Um, God provided over $200,000. And the study was able to happen. And, and, I mean, it was kind of miraculous, almost. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, God just, it was evident um, all throughout the whole journey. And even until today, he his fingerprints were all over it. And it was absolutely only done by him. I mean, that that, that is, the, uh, we talk about Jesus feeding the 5,000. He takes a few loaves of, of fish and some bread. and But that's really what he did in and through you guys. Absolutely. I mean, when that happened, what was going through your mind? Um, I think it was a good thing that I didn't know how much $200,000 really was, um, because then it just allowed me even more to have sort of a blind faith and completely trust God to do it. I didn't have any pressure on me to do it, um, because it was all up to him, and he would do with it whatever he wanted as long as I was willing. And so I think that's really where a lot of the it played out, because I just... I had blind faith with him. And so, I mean, you raised $200,000, and and then God's continuing to stir in your heart to, you know, to, to live missionally and to follow him. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, even after the money for the study was raised, I didn't want to stop there. I felt like um, we still needed to be raising money to further help uh, people like our family who struggle with uh, this battle in autism. And so I wanted to build a center or a research and treatment center for kids with autism. So that's where we're at today, Um, just still continuing to raise money. That's that's incredible. You're 10 years old, you got seven bucks in your bank, and, uh, and God uses you to raise uh, you know, two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and and then since then you've continued. You guys have continued to just um, raise money and, and and awareness. Yes. For autism. Yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. Well, I tell you, we're going to take a break because I want we're going to talk more about little, unpack that a little bit more and and talk about maybe how a dad sees his kids go through that and how do you shepherd them through that process and uh, and you think well gosh that's a story right there and you're done God's. God's done a great story, end of story, but it's not the end of the story. And we've got more to talk about as a family about where they're going in that direction. So we're going to take a break on Solid Steps Radio. Be back shortly. And uh, thanks for listening. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell along with Kurt Souter and Dave and Michaela Riggle. And we are talking about a little history here. We're going to jump back in here about... Uh, the raising some money in regards to uh, autism research for their uh, their brother, but uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Ellen and Credit Union, and Carol Rogers Carpet One for sponsoring our show, and we wouldn't be able to do this without them, and we thank them for that. So, Michaela, you you're you're ten years old. You got seven bucks in your uh, in your piggy bank, and you got I'm I'm going to raise two hundred thousand dollars for this study, and you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but God threw me, absolutely, yes. Okay, t- yes. talk, how in the world did that happen? Um, again, it was just absolutely a God thing. I never, like, if I wanted to today as a 19-year-old raise that much money, I 
don't think I can do that. But um, just through faith, like God provided um, what he wanted to provide. Um, I was willing to raise the money and really didn't know how much it was, but but God knew how much it was and he knew exactly um, how we would be able to raise that money. And through that, like we had a lot of uh, media exposure and and just a lot of volunteer help and support and the community really got behind it and and helped us uh, to be able to to do that and so it, that's also how it was able to happen so quickly was just I mean, a lot in, of support. In just a few months you raised that much money and again God used you. David what's going through your mind as as this is happening? Well, for us, it was it was just really cool to watch because we at the beginning we thought this is cute. Let's just support her. Let's be positive, and uh, and we we didn't want we didn't want to quench it. You know, we thought well it'll it'll maybe fizzle out and just kind of let it go. And it started picking up steam, and then local media picked it up, and and we did a a couple local events, and it really just started to blow up. It started to kind of grow legs of its own. Good Morning America picked it up, and then the Ellen DeGeneres show picked it up, and then this thing really exploded, and we got to see the power of media. And um, that's when we knew that, hey, this is, uh, this, is, this is bigger than us. God's doing something here. What's he doing? We knew he was doing something. We just didn't know exactly where he was going with this. And then, and, and so uh, in the break, you, you were saying about at times you wanted to, you, you, I mean, you started to, you, you made Take it, off and run with this thing. Yeah, you, you and then what happened? Well, uh, Michaela, at her first interview, she said uh, that she wanted to, the guy asked her, he said, what are you going to do if you're able to raise this money? And she said, when I raise this money, then we're going to build an autism research and treatment center. Because <laughs> she had heard, she had overheard me and my wife talk about how how badly it's needed in this area. So she thought, well, we'll just, we'll build one. Let's do it. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, let's do it. And, and, 10 and, years old, and she's going to yeah. build a $300 million. <laughs> right. I, I sat down, and that's my, that's my background building uh, in the construction trade. So we built... Uh, almost every biomedical research facility in, in, in this region and been a part of it at least. And, and so I knew the cost of, of something like this and, and I knew the, the depth and, and, and how big it was. And so we, we really calculated it to do it right. It's about a $300 million facility. And um, so I was like, okay, here you go, Michaela. There's your next little challenge. And, and, <laughs> and I really, we really felt like this was a God idea. I mean, how God was laying it all out for us. And so we, we, I kind of took it all, took an just really kind of like what we do is is men we say i got this i got this god you sit here in the boat and i'll I'll take off and 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 i'll call you if i need you and uh really that's what we did we we started kind of seeking god and 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 he wasn't really responding in the at the pace we wanted it to happen so um we kind of came up with a few ideas of our own and and had great volunteers around us and we got together came up with a good plan that we thought was a great plan because uh, god was a little bit slow i think he was busy with some other things and so we came <laughs> up with a great plan and and we literally got together and we prayed over it laid hands on this thing and and we anointed it and uh, asked god for its blessings and we launched and we went into a national campaign and uh, it, right at that time, the economy fell off, and we had these beating kits that were very successful on a test phase uh, out all over this nation, and we couldn't re- we couldn't recover them, and it mm-hmm. almost bankrupted uh, our small foundation. And long story short, it put us into four years to recover that, and, and I mean thousands and thousands of volunteer hours. And um, I learned something from that: uh, you wait on God. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of times we, we say, God, this is, I got a plan. Here's my plan. And I want you, to, I just pray that you anoint this plan and move forward. And that's not how he works. He has a plan and he has a strategy. And he says, wait, you wait on me. We got to follow his exactly. plan and his agenda and his timing. It reminds me of Moses. I think Moses really, really, truly understood his call to lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt. But when he jumped the gun and he, you know, he killed the Egyptian, God said, oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing and <laughs> kind of adding to the story here. But I, I think th- this could easily have happened. You, you mentioned four years. Well, God, God said, okay, Moses, 40 years in, in the desert, in, in the wilderness. And then after that, he said, now, Moses, now it's time. Yeah, it, it's painful to – that's a lesson that I think uh, so many of us, we don't learn from other people. We, 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 just, we take off, and we, you almost have to learn it on your own. And I did. And I, what I did was I birthed my own Ishmael. And, and, and I remember collect, getting what beads we could retrieve back uh, was a pallet load of – just a pallet load of a mess. And, and mm. I, I wanted to throw it in a dumpster, honestly. But God said, I want you to set this, I want you to set this before you. And I did. I shrink-wrapped it, and I set it. I literally set this in my business, my place of business before me. And people would come and say, what's that pallet arbitrarily sitting there for? <laughs> I said, that right there is my daily reminder every time that I come in here. It's, it, this is the Ishmael that I birthed, and now I'm living with this. And that was a reminder to me that every single day you get on your knees and you ask God, what is your plan? Because I want your plan. Because this was my plan, and this is how miserable it failed. And, and I set that eyesore for four years in my, in my new business. I set it before me right in my doorway to where I had to walk around it every single day as a reminder to me, don't birth another Ishmael. And so, um, now when you say birth another Ishmael, there may be some people listening that have no idea what that reference is. Just unpack that just for a second of what that is. Well, I got antsy. And, and, and I wanted, wanted a, a child so bad, you know what I mean? I wanted, I wanted this to happen for me so bad that I took off and, and, uh, and basically birthed my kid. And, and, and this kid was, was not God's plan. And this is like Abraham. Totally. When, 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 when God said, Abraham and Sarah, you're going to have a baby. And, right. they, and they're getting to be really, really old and... There's no baby, and, and so Sarah goes, "You, hey Abraham, you, you, you go take Hagar, and and you go have a baby with her, and then I'll have that baby. I'll have that. That's how that's how God's going to do this. And right. so Abraham goes with Hagar, and they have a child, Ishmael." And, and, and it, it's, it goes south from there. <laughs> so grab your Bibles, folks. Open it up and read that story. Yeah. You know? that's a great, it is a great story about, about how we take things in our own hands. And, and basically, that's what Abraham did. And that's basically what you – it was a good thing. Oh, yeah. It had all the best intentions. My heart was right. I can't tell you the time we prayed for it. We, we literally brought everyone together presented it and we prayed over it anointed it and we headed out and and it was it was failure from before we ever started mm. and it was a great lesson learned it was i would it was priceless lesson to learn but it was a painful one mm. you, you mentioned in, in in the break there's a difference between a good thing and a god thing no question i mean we had the right intentions our hearts were right and i think that's what we do a lot of times as christians especially as men we we want to control things we want to take over we we got a plan and and I think a lot. Of, I, I I kind of picture God being in the boat and, and Christ being right there asleep. When we say He wakes up, and you say He wants to make a turn, and go somewhere. You say, Hey, just going back to sleep. I got this. If I need you, I'll wake you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and I, 
that was the way my life was. You know, I had I had direction, I had a purpose, I made my plans, and I asked God to anoint them. And it took years for me to figure out that's just not the way God works. And now, and now, both of you, I mean, you're continuing to kind of lay this before the Lord and say, you know, God, what, what, what about this autism? And what about this autism center? And um, talk about that just a little bit. Very, very challenging. Uh, it's it's a it's a huge huge challenge, and so a lot of money to be raised. And and we know the thing that I do know, God laid the plan out. God God laid the idea out, but I don't know how to get from here to there and it's and I've recognized now it's a timing issue you know God has a plan put it on the shelf he showed us he showed us this idea but put it on the shelf for right now and and there's going to come a time and that he's going to ask us to pull it back off the shelf and, and it's time to move forward he knows the economies he knows everything that we don't know that we can't see and so I had to learn that it's very difficult to, to something that's so appealing like that and you want to do it and it's so good for everybody it's it's hard to put it on God to reveal it to you mm. and then have you put it on a shelf and say just let it sit there wait and keep exactly wait on me there's a perfect timing for this and it this is not the time but just let's keep moving let's keep moving in my plan you know it reminds me of my grandpa Souter back in the farm in central Illinois and grandpa wanted to build a, a lake in the pasture in the cow pasture and uh, that was kind of his vision, kind of his dream. And he shared that with, you know, the, the family. But Grandpa passed away and never – but my dad kind of took that dream. And he he, he built uh, just a little four-acre lake um, naturally, you know, just a natural spring. And, and – uh, but my grandpa never – he had the vision. I think God put that on his heart. And you, you never know. I mean, Michaela, th- this could be, you know, your – yours and your grandkids or your kids or your grandkids that eventually all this comes to fulfillment uh, we, we don't know yeah absolutely i i'm i've learned um like i've learned a lot of lessons as well just throughout this whole process but one of them being this isn't my idea this isn't my foundation this isn't run by me this is god's thing and i'm here to play a role in it and that role needs to be wherever he wants me at wow I tell you what, we're going to take a break, and we're going to hear how our daughter went through this process with the family, but then how she had to walk away from something that was near and dear to her. That's right. But God redeemed that and brought it back. So we're going to take a break. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.